When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, you know, I'm a little light on this one. I wanted to do um, college football uh, recaps and NFL recaps. Uh, my plan is to try to do college on Sunday mornings uh, after college is played, you know, on Thursdays, Fridays, or Saturdays. And then I want to try to do an NFL one. You know, my plan was to try to do Tuesdays, uh, you know, because you have Monday Night Football. Uh, but my schedule is going to be all over the place. We are able to start our contact base for football. I work a part-time job, and so it's going to be very difficult to try to do. So we're going to try. This one's a little late. It is Thursday, September 24th. Um, I think literally right now the Jaguars and the Miami Dolphins are about to play. So I do my picks after I do my recaps. And so my pick tonight, I'm going to do the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think that even though Miami is not very bad, it's not a bad team. Um, I think Jacksonville just is kind of like, you know what, screw it. We have nothing to lose, uh, and we're going to just leave it on the field. Uh, Gardner Minshew, he, uh, you know, any thoughts of them tanking is gone. He's like, nope, I'm here to play. I'm here to ball out. So I think they're going to win tonight. So we're going to do a recap of NFL Week 2. Um, we're going to talk about just a couple games, mainly about my Chicago Bears. This may even turn into just a Chicago Bears talk. Um, guys out there, any coaches, you know, you want to get on and talk college football recap on Sunday mornings or anything, or this NFL stuff, let me know. We can make this like a show. Uh, I'm just trying to grow this podcast and try to grow the show. We can put it on YouTube. We can put it on any type of podcast platform. Um, guys, if you're watching us on YouTube, give a thumbs up, a like, a share uh, before you stop listening or stop watching. Um, any, you know, constructive criticism, please let me know. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple games. And like I said, I'll probably leave my Bears. Uh, for the last uh, one. Um, so the first game that happened was the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, Cleveland uh, sneaked away with a 35-30 win. Um, Cincinnati, I don't know, I feel bad for Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow, he was 37 of 61. 61 passes, my arm would have fallen off. For 316 yards, he averaged 5.2 yards a pass. He had three interceptions and no... Three touchdowns, no interceptions. He got sacked three times. Uh, 
and it seemed like he should have gotten sacked way more. I tried to watch glimpses of that game. The offensive line for Cincinnati Bengals is struggling. They need to invest in some offensive linemen. Uh, they need to help Joe Burrow out. I feel bad. I feel like after his rookie year, if they don't do anything, he's going to be gone. Um, and he's just going to keep growing and get better. So Cincinnati, if they can get drafts and pieces, do some free agency with Joe Burrow and his commitment, I think they're going to do pretty well. Uh, Baker Mayfield was 16 of 23 for 219 yards. He averaged 9.5 yards of uh, completion. He had two touchdowns but one interception. Uh, QBR of 98.1. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow's QBR was 76.8. So Baker Mayfield, I'm not the biggest fan of Baker Mayfield, but he still didn't do too bad. Uh, played well enough. Uh, Nick Chubb for rushing for the Cleveland Browns was the game changer. He carried the ball 22 times. He had 124 yards. He averaged 5.6 yards carrying. He had two touchdowns. So, I mean, Cleveland played pretty well, but I wouldn't put too much stock into it. You're playing Cincinnati Bengals. You know, their defense is struggling. Uh, their offense is struggling. Joe Burrow's trying to, trying to find their identity. But I don't think you can pass the ball 61 times. That's a lot. You need to get some kind of rush game. Uh, Joe Mixon, he had 16 carries for 46 yards. He only averaged 2.9 yards carry. Uh, Joe Burrow actually ran the ball seven times for 19 yards. He averaged 2.7 yards carry. And then Bernard had one carry for three yards and averaged three yards carry. So he only got that one time. So, I mean, Joe Burrow can't be the one of your top rushers. He has to build, he can run, he can move, he can get outside the pocket, maybe do some play actions, some rollout. But until you get him some offensive line help, until you get him some wide receiver help, it's not going to go well. I don't see Cleveland doing that great either. They should do great. They do have good players. But they go as Baker Mayfield goes and how that defense, defensive line holds up. Uh, so we're going to see what Baker Mayfield and them are all, all about. I'm going to save my Chicago Bears to the last. Uh, but the Chicago Bears did win 17-13. to 13. Uh, We'll get to that at the end. Um, the, a recap, Jacksonville Jaguars were playing the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans won 33 to 30. Like I said, um, Jacksonville, I think they're here to play. Uh, Minshew, he had more yards this time. He was 30 of 45 for 339 yards, 7.5 yards of completion. He had three touchdowns, but the big difference was two interceptions. Um, you know, he's here to play. They're going to air it out a little bit more, I think, because he's got some confidence. Um, rushing, the Rob, uh, James Robinson, he carried the ball 16 times for 102 yards and 6.4 yards to carry. He had one touchdown. Uh, on the Tennessee side, Ryan Tannehill, he had good numbers. This is kind of what kept Tennessee around was he was 18 of 24, 239 yards. He averaged 10 yards of completion, and he had four touchdowns. And then Derrick Henry, he had 25 carries for 84 yards and 3.4 yards a carry. Uh, something's wrong with him. He's he's not running with as much power that it looks. I don't know if it's just they're not getting much surge on the offensive line. I don't know if he's – He's in shape. He was showing up. I don't know if he just um, – I don't know. Is something wrong? Uh, is he going to turn it on? So he's just not in as good a shape as we thought because lifting shape is great. Football shape's different. And we all know with the NFL, they were not able to have a lot of their offseason stuff. Um, but, you know, Jacksonville, I don't think they're trying to tank. I think Gardner Minshew is going to lead them. He's going to be a leader. I loved him at Washington State with Mike Leach. He was a leader. He got those guys to play. Uh so I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think he's going to put up these good numbers. Those two interceptions, you know, I'm not saying that's why they lost the game, but that's a reason why you try not to turn the ball over. Uh, but they did spread the ball pretty well. 
Um, the rushing yards for Jacksonville kept him in. I mean, if you look at the numbers, besides two interceptions, they did pretty good. They had a receiver that had 84 yards, 58 yards, 48 yards, 40 yards, 36 yards, 35 yards. So, I mean, they're spreading the ball out. Three different receivers had a touchdown for them. Uh, Tennessee, I don't know. Uh, they're sending a 2 0. Could have lost this game. If, if Ryan Tannehill keeps playing at that high level, I know it's just against Jacksonville, but confidence is the key. Gardner Minshew's got confidence. He doesn't care what happens. He has confidence. If Ryan Tannehill gets confidence, if they get the run game going with Derrick Henry, I think they're going to be okay. That defense is still good. You know, they get up a lot of points, but again, people are still trying to get the rhythm. I was talking to someone today about it, how some of these guys are still trying to get in the groove. You know, even though I'm not a big fan of preseason, they still didn't have all those practices or they, they did. If they did, they weren't the same. So I think Jacksonville is going to get better. I think Tennessee is going to get better. They're going to be the same as last year. They're going to be grinded out type of team. Uh, so, again, the game's going on right now. Uh, I'm going to pick Jacksonville. I love this one. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings lost to the Indianapolis Colts 28-11. to Minnesota was picked to win the NFC North. And right now, looking like it's going to come down to between the Bears and Packers if you go about it this early. I think I saw where the Bears were first in NFC North, but to me, it's Packers-Bears. They're tied for the first. Um, Minnesota sent at 0-2. Something is wrong. They have some players. They have a defensive-minded coach. They had a good defense last year. They have those guys back. Uh, Kirk Cousins was 11 for 26. He only had 113 yards. He averaged only 4.3 yards of completion. He had three interceptions. Now, those three interceptions is why he lost the game. Because on the other side, you had old man Phillip Rivers with 19 of 25 for 214 yards. He averaged 8.6 yards of completion. He had one touchdown and one interception. He got sacked twice, and Kirk Cousins got sacked twice. This was almost like a toilet bowl. Indianapolis Colts should be better than what they are. Phillip Rivers, if this was a few years ago, I think they'd be undefeated. I think they would make some noise, but he is not what he was. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I was never bought in. There's times where he shows flashes of how great he can be, and then there's times where he's just not very good. Rushing Cook, he only had 63 yards on 14 carries. He did have a touchdown, but he only averaged 4.5 yards a carry. Uh, receiving, there just wasn't a lot of stuff. You know, uh, Adam, he only had 31 yards. Jefferson only had 44 yards. Johnson had 24 yards. So they just, something's wrong. Uh, you know, I think their, de you know, their defense was on the field a lot. Uh, defense is pretty good, but you're on the field a lot. And your offense can't get anything going. It's hard to really stop somebody. I should know I'm a Bears fan when that starts to happen with the Bears. Um, but I do like that Minnesota loss. But at the same time, I thought they were going to be a lot better. They've got to get in a rhythm. And I'm scared if they get in a rhythm. So maybe they want to play this bad right now, get in a rhythm later. We're going to see. Uh, but, you know, you got the Colts in at 1-1. One one, Minnesota Vikings 0-2. Minnesota Vikings uh, and the reason why I think tonight's game is going to be a good one with Jacksonville and Miami was because, you know, last week Miami played Buffalo Bills, who Buffalo looks pretty good. They look like a team on a mission, especially with Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and all those guys even um, to be in that division. They're on a mission. Um, the Bills won 31-28. So Miami kept it close. So Miami sent 0-2. They could be 1-1, 2-0 right now. So that's kind of why, I, I even though I'm picking Jacksonville tonight, Miami could win the game. They could win big. could be a close game. Uh, you know, Miami's kind of like that. Same thing with Jacksonville. You know, they're not necessarily tanking. They're um, – grind it out. They're going to punch in the mouth. Uh, but man, the Bills, look at them. I think that's going to be your quote-unquote surprise team if they keep playing like this. Josh Allen was 24-35 for 415 yards. He averaged 11.9 yards at completion, and he had four touchdowns, and he got sacked one time. Goodness gracious. 
Rushing, Singletary had 10 carries for 56 yards. Moss had eight carries for 37. Josh Allen was right there. He had four carries for 19 yards. It was the receiving. Stephon Diggs had himself a game. Eight receptions for 153 yards. He averaged 19.1 yards a, a catch. And he had one touchdown. His longest one was 47 yards. And he, he had eight catches on 13 targets. John Brown had four receptions for 82 yards. He averaged 20.5 yards of completion with one touchdown. I mean, then you have Cole Beasley. He had five receptions for 70 yards. He averaged 14 yards a uh, catch. I mean, they had another receiver, Isaiah McKenzie. He had two receptions for 47 yards. I mean, they were just spreading the ball out. Goodness gracious, you know, they had three running backs to carry the ball. But, man, when you're completing passes like that and you're getting big plays touchdowns, um, you know, you're going to win the game. Um, if Buffalo Bills' defense can uh, tighten up a little bit, uh, you know, they did force a fumble. Uh, I think it was two fumbles. Uh, excuse me. I think they were able to get two fumbles. That's kind of why they were winning the game. Like right now, they're sitting here at the top of the, NFC, or the AFC East. You know, they're 2 0 with New England right behind them at 1 1, and then Miami and New York Jets are 0 2. So look for Buffalo Bills. I think it's, it's going to go down between them and New England. I think Buffalo has the chance to win that, and I think they have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. So watch out for those Buffalo Bills. Uh, San Francisco was able to, you know, get away with a win, 31-13 New York Jets. Now, I mean, San Francisco had a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries. Uh, and it, it's sad to see all the injuries that goes down, like Bosa and Jimmy G and others. And that's the big fear of starting football the way that it was, was these injuries. And, uh, you know, you, you hopefully they get back pretty soon. I know in the Bears, uh, they had some, uh, New York Giants had some injuries. We'll get to that at the end. Uh, but before Jimmy G went down with an unfortunate ankle injury, he was 14 to 16 for 131 yards, 8.2 yards at completion with two touchdowns. He only got sacked one time. So he was having himself a pretty good game. Uh, he was going to be on pace for a big game. And then Nick Mullins had to come in. He was 8 for 11 for 71 yards. He did throw an interception. But by that time, you know, San Francisco's up kind of big. They had to rely on the run game. Uh, the running back, uh, Raheem, he had eight yard, or eight carries for 92 yards. He averaged 11.5 yards a carry with one touchdown. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, I hope I said that right, he had three carries for 77 yards. Um, Coleman just couldn't get it going. He had 14 carries for 12 yards. So, I mean, they had to rely on the run game. Jimmy G was having himself a decent game. Jimmy G does what he does. He's going to have consistent numbers. He's going to manage the game. He's not going to throw. He could throw for 307 yards, but that's not his game. His, his game. You know, I went to college around him. I helped the spring ball around when he was there. His game is quick little passes and then get the deep ball. His, his is to manage the game. That's how they got to the Super Bowl and rely on the wide zones and the run game. Uh, so, uh, and then the New York Jets. <laughs> Sam Donald was 21-32 for 179 yards. He had one touchdown, so not too bad. Uh, Frank Gore, who is still playing. I don't know how he's still playing. He had 21 carries for 63 yards. Um, so, I mean, they had an okay game, but I just don't see them doing anything. I don't think they're as horrible as they used to be. They just don't have an identity. Something's wrong. You know, one day I hope the New York Jets figure it out. Um, you know, back when Rex Ryan was the coach, you know, you kind of rooted for them. Uh, one day they might get it together, but right now they're just not. Uh, you know, they did kind of spread it out a little bit. Chris Hogan, six receptions for 75 yards. Braxton had six receptions for 59 yards. Josh Malone had four receptions for 16 yards. So they tried to kind of spread it out. It's kind of even. But they need to find identity. They need something to go. Um, 
I know San Francisco uh, turned it over twice, uh, but New York just doesn't have the offense to, to manage. I hope San Francisco will be okay. I hope those injuries are not as severe as we all think. I hope Jimmy G can come back to manage the game. I hope it's not as serious. Uh, so I hope to see them, you know, turn it on. I am so happy the Philadelphia Eagles, they lost to the Los Angeles Rams, 37-19. Something's wrong in Philly. Carson Wentz was 26 of 43 for 242 yards, 5.6 yards of completion, and two interceptions. I am not the biggest fan of Carson Wentz. Um, I think he could have been good, but I thought he was overrated. I don't think he's worth the money. Uh, you know, he's injury prone. Uh, you know, he, he does well, and then there's times he doesn't. He loves the deep ball, which you can't do. You need to nickel and dime and then get to the deep ball. Uh, so I just don't know why everyone's all high-horsed on him. I think he's he's not necessarily a bust, uh, you know, but I just don't think he's as good as everyone says he is. Jared Goff is trying is starting to come into his own. He was 20 of 27 for 267 yards. He averaged nine point yards of completion. He had three touchdowns. He only got sacked one time with a QBR of 95.9. Uh, so Jared Goff and the Los Angeles Rams, they're fighting their group. I think they have a better locker room. They have a better morale. Um, I think they're going to be dangerous. I think they're going to be up there to compete against um, Kansas City Chiefs and even maybe possibly the Seahawks. Um, the rushing game, Daryl Henderson, he had 12 carries for 81 yards, which is great. Malcolm Bryant had 11 carries for 47 yards, and he had a couple of guys get 19 yards and 13 yards um, for rushing. Receiving uh, Cooper, he had five yard, uh, five receptions for 81 yards. Tyler Higbee had five receptions for 54 yards. Van Jefferson, four receptions for 45 yards. Daryl Henderson also had two receptions for 40 yards. So I mean, they just spread the ball around. Uh, Sean McVay's a great offensive mind. He's a genius uh, to be able to do what he does. I think he's keeping it really simple. I think he's just going to take what defense gives him. Uh, you know, as an offensive guy here, uh, I know defense sometimes they try to dictate what the offense does, but for me, I try to say, no, as an offense, we're going to make the defense just what we do. And I think he's saying, okay, the defense is going to do this. We're going to impose our will in the passing game or the run game. I think he's keeping it simple for Jared Goff so he can come to his own and get some confidence. And then that Los Angeles defense, you know, they have some really good players. Um, so watch out for them to make some noise. Um, then uh, the, the, the one that a lot of people like to talk about um, was Tampa Bay. Tom Brady started to get his groove back. He was 23 of 35, 217 yards. He averaged 6.2 yards uh, uh, pass. He had one touchdown, one interception. He got zero. He was not sacked one time. Um, Teddy Bridgewater on the other side, uh, he was 33 of 42 for 367 yards. He averaged 8.7 yards completion, but he had two interceptions. So Teddy Bridgewater, and the big question for him is, can he handle being the starter is one thing he kind of did it in Minnesota. Um, he had to grow into it, but then he got injured. It was horrific injury. And then he went to, you know, the saints and to be a backup with a coach like, um, uh, Sean Payton, excuse me. My mind went blank. I apologize to you, Sean Payton. He went to EIU. I apologize. My mind went blank. Uh, so to play for an offensive mind like that, uh, you know, and to be a backup where there's not a super ton of pressure to do well, I'm not saying he's not good. Those are good numbers until the two interceptions. So he's got to get it going. I know Christian McCaffrey got injured. You know, I hope he comes back. He had 59 yards and 18 carries, so he was trying to get it going. Uh, so I know that kind of hurt. Um, Teddy Bridgewater had to get sacked five times, so offensive line issues. Now, DJ Moore, he had 120 yards receiving. Uh, Anderson had 109 yards receiving. Mike Davis had 74. Uh, so, I mean, they had some big numbers, but I think Tampa Bay's defense is going to be that bend-don't-break defense, and they bent a little bit, but they didn't break. And then I think on offense, you know, 
104 night. He had 103 yards rushing. So I think him getting his groove is going to help uh, Tom Brady. And then yeah, he's got a lot of receivers. You know, uh, Mike Evans had 104 yards receiving. Justin Watson had 48 yards. McCoy had 26 yards. So, I mean, Tom Brady's got some weapons. They got to get a groove. Um, I know Tom Brady fumbled at one time. Uh, but like I said, you know, they have that bend, don't break defense. Sometimes well with Carolina, they got to fix it. Uh, I think they, you know, everybody's kind of out of sorts. But they're professionals, so they got to figure out quick. You know, NFL is not for long, so they got to fix it. But I think I told everybody if Tom Brady can do the – Tom Brady's the nickel and dime guy. He's the manager. He's going to take what defense gives him. They're all nickel and dime, and then eventually boom down the field. Uh, and so I think if Tom Brady comes into his zone, he get the offense going. Um, another thing is, you know, people talk about Gronkowski. Remember, he was re uh, retired for a year, so he's got to get in NFL shape. And they did not have a normal offseason, so I think we need to calm down. He was out partying. We all know what he's doing. He's out partying. He wanted to do the WWE. He, he's going to be fine. They're going to get him the ball. People are targeting him a little bit. And what I mean by that is they're watching him because they know what he did in New England. But you got to pick who you're going to stop. you got Tom Brady throwing the ball. You have uh, Leonard Fournette. You've got LaShawn, uh, LaShawn McCoy. You've got Mike Evans. Like, you've got a lot of uh, weapons. you got Jones, uh, Ronald Jones. He's, he's really good. So, I mean, I think they're going to be okay. I'm not saying they're going to defeat or win the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to compete. So watch out for them. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs won 23-20 against a close one against the Chargers. Um, Chargers had to start Justin Herbert, their rookie. He was 22 of 33. Uh, he had 311 yards. He averaged nine point yards a completion. He had one touchdown and one interception. He only got sacked twice. Um, you know, I think the reason why they were so close is because the Chargers are not as bad as we think they are. I think they're really good. They have some good players. They have good team morale. Um, Kansas State Chiefs couldn't plan for Herbert because they didn't know he was going to play. Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes. He was 27 of 47, 302 yards for two touchdowns, average 6.4 yards of completion. Um, you know, I think that's Kansas City's scare. I think they're going to be like, okay, we can't play that way anymore, no matter, you know, who we game plan for. Um, so I think they're going to be okay. So I won't worry about Kansas City Chiefs. They are going to lose at some point. They're going to lose a couple games. But I won't worry about them. I won't put too much stock into it uh, because Kansas – or uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are not – the pushover that we think they all are. Um, then the New England Patriots, they lost 30 to 35 to the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to compete to go to the Super Bowl. They look really good. Russell Wilson was 21 of 28, 288 yards, five touchdowns, five touchdowns, which is crazy. One interception. He averaged 10.3 yards of completion. The rushing yards were pretty good. Chris Carson, 17 carries, 72 yards. Russell Wilson carried it for 39 yards. Um, and then Cam Newton, man, Cam Newton's reinvented himself. 30 of 44 for 379 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He only got sacked one time. They averaged nine yards of completion. Cam Newton's rush, lead team in rushing, though, and I think that's where it's going to be a problem. Uh, he had 11 carries for 47 yards. And so, he, you know, he's, he does everything. He's put him on his back. And I hope that he just doesn't break. I hope he stays healthy. I think he reinvented himself. I hope he still stays healthy and does well. Uh, watch out for New England Patriots. Their defense, you know, they did give up a lot of points, but CLC Hawks, um, they got some players. Uh, Metcalf is a stud. Four receptions for 92 yards. Todd Lockett has seven receptions for 67 yards. David Moore, three receptions, 48 yards. Are you kidding me? Now on the Patriots side, 
Edelman is a man amongst boys. He had 179 yards receiving. Uh, Bird for them had 72 yards. Harry had 72 yards. Uh, Burkhead had 47 yards. I mean, it was a good game. I think the Seahawks are going to compete to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, but you know what? The Patriots are going to be right there. I think that if they can stay healthy, I think if Cam Newton can stay healthy and they continue to evolve the offense to do stuff that Tom Brady just couldn't do, they're going to be fine. Look after the New England Patriots to just be the New England Patriots and be there to compete to get the AFC championship game. Uh, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, this is why I wanted the Bears to sign uh, Cam Newton, but they didn't, so I watch out for them. Last one before I get to the Bears. Um, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons gave up another huge lead. Huge lead. At halftime, they're winning uh, 29-10. to 10. Then you come out and let the Cowboys score 14 in the third and 16 in the fourth. They lost to the Dallas Cowboys 40-39. to 39. Give credit to Dallas Cowboys for coming back to win the game. Something's not right in Dallas. They got figured out, but this maybe should be the thing that gets them going. You know, new head coach, new coaching staff, new offense, new everything. Uh, what's wrong with Atlanta? It's the second or third time they've given up a huge lead. Um, is, you know, their head coach going to keep his job? I don't know. Matt Ryan was 24 or 36 for 273 yards, 7.6 yards, a completion with four touchdowns. Those are awesome numbers. Sacked one time. You look at those numbers like, man, they won the game. Todd Gurley only had 61 yards rushing. Smith had 20 yards rushing. So Matt Matt Ryan put that team on his back. Uh, the passing game was there for him. They kind of, you know, tried to balance the rushing attack. Uh, Ridley had seven receptions for 109 yards. Hurst had 72 yards receiving. Julio Jones only had 24 yards, so I think they're worried about Julio Jones, but it allows other things to happen. And then you're right when the Dallas Cowboys were going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, I don't really hate the Dallas Cowboys like everybody else. I want them to do good. I think they need to. I think that, you know, it's America's team. I, I, sometimes I don't know why. They need to do good. Um, I'm going to root for them to do good, and people can hate on me for that all they want. Um, I don't think it's the whole, like, it's not a LeBron James thing where people rub in your face. These Cowboys fans. I don't know if they rub it in your face as much as they used to. I think they kind of backed off. They need to do good. And they have the players to do good. They, they, they have some athletes. They have the team to win. Uh, Dak Prescott, man, he was 34-47. He had 450 yards. complete or yards. He averaged 9.6 yards of completion. He only had one passing touchdown. But the big thing was he had three rushing touchdowns. And that is huge. Only on 18 yards, but he had three rushing touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott had an okay game. He was 22 carries of 89 yards with one touchdown. So uh, when you look at that, it's pretty good. For the receiving yards, you know, Lamb, he's a rookie from Oklahoma. He's made his presence felt. He had six receptions, only on nine targets for 106 yards. Cooper had 100 yards. Schultz had 88 yards. Scalp had 58 yards. Bell had 34 yards. Ezekiel even himself had 33 yards. So the Cowboys have a lot of good offensive linemen. They have good offensive guys. They have good defensive players. There's no reason why they cannot win. And this may just be the thing. And I know the big story is that onside kick. They do a unique onside kick where you place the ball on the turf, kick it, you only have to use the T. The Atlanta Falcons just watched it. They didn't know they could pick it up. You are professionals. You need to know that you could pick that ball up. They were just looking at it. They are like, just look at it. That picture where the guy's going in the car. Just look at it. I mean, they, they should have picked up and won the game. You do that, they allow to march down the field and kick the field goal and win. Good for you, Dallas Cowboys. Atlanta Falcons, you've got some work to do. Dallas Cowboys, I hope you can keep it up and win. I think, you know, football needs you guys to finally get back to winning. So 
Good for you. Keep it going. All right. Now on to my Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears play the New York Giants. New York Giants, I do not think, is a very good football team. Chicago squeaked out 17-10. to 10. They were 17 to nothing at halftime. The Bears were the Bears. Trubisky was out on fire. The defense was on fire. Everything was good. Then we come out and we lay an egg in the second half. So when we played the Lions, first half was terrible. Third quarter was terrible. Fourth quarter, we turned it on and scored over 20 points in the fourth quarter. This time we scored 20 point, or 17 points in the first half. Okay, it's good. We're getting our groove. And all of a sudden, the New York Giants said, screw it. We're coming out to get you. Daniel Jones, he was 25 of 40 for 241 yards. He averaged six yards. He had one interception. I, I think he could be good, but there's a lot of times he just doesn't look good. Um, Trubitsky was 18 of 28 for 190 yards, 6.8 yards completion. He had the two touchdowns in the first half, which was fantastic. And then he comes out in the second half and has two interceptions, which is what kept New York in the game. Uh, you know, so Trubitsky in the first half, great. Second half was terrible. Our defense, you know, might have given up 13 in the second half. But, man, if your offense is not letting you stay on the sideline, this is what's going to happen. Um, it was sad to see Barkley go out for the New York Giants. I think he tore his ACL. It was, it was sad to see that, um, you know, Bears fans can say, oh, it was good to not have to tackle him. But, man, you don't want to see that. It's one thing if they just, you know, couldn't play for some reason but to get hurt like that. You don't want to see that. You want to play the best guys. Uh, and Daniel Jones had to pick up the rushing. It's empty at 20 yard, 21 yards rushing. Barkley had 28 yards rushing before he went out. New York is just – they don't have an identity. I don't think they have players. Daniel Jones has nobody around him. But I don't think he's going to be as good as people think. But I think he's going to be a, he's going to be a decent quarterback, but he's not going to be this huge big time right now. New York just doesn't have it. Chicago, you've got to change something uh, to keep it going. If you can put it together for three and a half quarters, four quarters, we're going to be okay. Trubisky's footwork still uh, bothers me. There's times where if the guy's two yards around him to get hit, he's throwing off his back foot. Um, you know, I think he's scanning the field better. I think his pocket presence is better. I think that um, if they still continue to run the ball pretty good, it'll be okay. You know, Montgomery had 82 yards rushing. Patterson had 25 yards. Trubisky, he had himself 16. Cohen had 12. Receiving, Montgomery had 45 yards. Uh, Darnell had 36 yards. Allen Robinson had 33. Jimmy Graham had 18. So they spread around. It was just something with the offense. I know the two interceptions didn't help. So I don't know if New York just adjusted better and the Bears offense didn't adjust. I don't know exactly what's going on. Um, so the Chicago Bears are 2-0. and We should be 1-1. and We could have easily, you know, we could have lost that game. Good thing New York doesn't really have good players. I think their best wide receiver is, is the Ingram and Golden Tate. But besides that, you don't have a lot. Um, they don't have a good offensive line. So I think if the Bears go back to what they do, they get a lot of tight ends in the game and run the ball, get some play action, some dinks and dunks, some speed outs, some pitches, um, quick slants, and then eventually get the post behind or, you know, a deep ball. Um, and Trubisky gets some confidence, be good. So we'll see, you know. And, again, I talked to a coach the other day. Confidence is everything. So if they get the confidence up, they're going to be pretty good. Or, uh, you know, they're going to be fine. So those are all my updates. There's my Chicago Bears talk. I kind of rushed through this because I was a little late. Um, current update, um, I had the wrong pick. 
Dolphins are winning 14 and nothing over the Jaguars, but don't cap the Jaguars out yet. So another thing I like to do is go over my picks real quick. So like I said, I had the Jaguars beating the Dolphins. Right now they're losing 14 and nothing, so that's not a good pick. Uh, right now, so for my Bears, they play the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to go with the Bears. I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be on a low from losing that game. I think the Bears go into Atlanta. I think they keep it simple for Mitch Trubisky. I think they run the ball. They're pretty effective. Um, so I think you're going to see the Bears win. I think it's going to be close. I think the Bears win. You have the um, Rams at the Bills. I think that's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, I would go with the Rams. I think they just have too many weapons. I think the Bills keep interesting. It's the Bills defense I'm worried about. So you're going to see the Rams, I think, pull it out. Uh, Washington football team against the Browns. I think the Washington football team has a better defensive line than the Browns. I think they're going to mess with uh, Baker Mayfield. So you're going to, I think you're going to see the Washington football team win. Titans at the Vikings. I think Titans impose their will. They're going to run the ball. They're going to just, you know, just punch the Vikings in the mouth. They're not going to be able to handle it. You know, the nitty-gritty team that the Titans are, and I think they're going to win. Raiders at the Patriots. Raiders are playing pretty good, but I think the Patriots are going to have a better game plan. I think Cam Newton is going to say, okay, I didn't run the ball in at the goal line, which was a good play, play call. You see the Patriots pull out the win against the Raiders. 49ers at the Giants. This game's interesting because all the injuries 49ers had. If Jimmy G comes back, I'd go with the 49ers. If he doesn't, I don't know. I'm going to still stick with the 49ers. I think they just have better uh, athletes, and the Giants are on a low. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. Bengals at the Eagles. I really I really want to pick the Bengals because of Joe Burrow. I think he's going to play pretty well against those Eagles. I think it's the offensive line really scares me for the Bengals. So I think as much as it pains me to say, I think the Eagles get their first win against the Bengals. Texans, that's the Steelers. Uh, Texans just don't have it. All they have is just Sean Watson. They have nobody else. I think the Steelers go in and uh, destroy the Texans. Colts at Jets. I still think the Colts are, are going to be on a roll. They're going to be the Jets. They're, the Jets are not that good. Panthers at the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, they showed a lot of guts against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Panthers are something wrong. They just can't put it together yet. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. Tampa Bay at the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady's offense is going to be on a roll. And as long as their defense bends and doesn't break, they're going to win. Lions at the Cardinals. Lions just are, do not have it. They don't have the it factor right now. I think the Cardinals said, screw it, we're going to open up the playbook and play well. So I think you're going to see the Cardinals put up some good points, run a unique offense, and win. Cowboys at the Seahawks. I just talked about the Cowboys needing to do good. But the Seahawks are on the way to the Super Bowl. They're competing to get there. I think the Seahawks beat the Cowboys, but I think it's closer than what people think. Packers at the Saints. Something's wrong with the Saints. I should have talked about them. Drew Brees is not Drew Brees right now. Their offense is stagnant. It's not doing anything. Um, I think, you know, the Packers are going to do while Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. Right now he has thrown for 604 yards and six touchdowns. He's trying to prove something. So Packers go on the Saints and win. Kansas City at the Ravens, which is the game probably everybody's going to look at. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. You know, I think the Ravens are going to be pretty good. Um, it's going to be a really, really close game. I think you're going to see a lot of points scored, I think. But at the end of the day, once the Super Bowl champ, the one lost in their first round of their playoff game last year, and that would be the Ravens. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. So, guys, thank you for listening out there. I had to go through that pretty quick. Um, I did this a little late, so hopefully I get back on a schedule. 
to do something like this. So coaches, you want to get on here and, and do an NFL recap, you know, kind of do a little show type thing where we talk about it, that's great. You want to do the college one, that's great. Um, guys out there listening on, on anything like on YouTube or anything, please like, share, share it out, tell some other coaches. Um, let's get this growing. Listen to a podcast form. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, leave constructive criticism. If you guys want to be on the podcast, let me know. We'll talk any type of ball. If you want to present something on here, let me know. Offense, defense, drill that you do, anything, doesn't matter. We'll make it work. So anybody out there, thanks for listening, and I'm going to see you next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.